0: Welcome to Gateway's podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message from our guest speaker. For more information about Gateway, please visit www.gatewaybc.com. You know, God made things very, very simple. He said, love me with everything. Hold nothing back. Love me with your entire being. And then he said, love others, love others as you love yourself. And then when you attach that to what Jesus said, go and make disciples to all people groups, well, that's loving others and that's loving God. And Gateway, you know, we, we truly do not make it about us. We seek to be a kingdom-minded church. Yes, we care about the people in the church. We care about the people around the church, but we care about people groups all over the world. And that's why we're engaged in doing things at every level. We have planted churches here in Columbia. We have planted churches in Toronto, on the West Coast. Right now, uh, as we're here gathered, Uh, Our executive pastor, our missions director, and our student pastor are in Mexico looking at a mission opportunity that we might have. And many of you and some of you have been on mission trips, and we truly want to go to all people groups with the gospel. And that's why we try to be a kingdom-minded church, that it's not about us. And you have been so faithful in your giving and the resources that are given to missions and the money that is, you know, the mission money is sent out and it is utilized uh, in various ministries locally, nationally, and internationally. We do things with the International Mission Board of the Southern Baptist, with things with the North American Mission Board, and even with our own state convention. But one of the ministry organizations that we are very much involved in, and I have the privilege of being on their board, is, uh, uh, is Crossover Global. And Bill Jones, who's a member of our church, active in, in our fellowship, God gave him a vision and another friend of mine, Jason, uh, 30, 35 years ago. I cannot believe it's been 35 years. And uh, to, be, to launch this ministry and where that has gone, where it has grown is unbelievable. And it's it's been a blessing for us at, at Gateway that allows us to have another avenue to be involved in international missions and truly reaching people groups. Um, I've got two dear friends that are on the stage with me. Um, <clears throat> Ken Kachiyama is the president for uh, Crossover Global here uh, in our country and uh, you know, we've changed titles around. I'm, I'm not even keeping up with the titles anymore. Uh, I just know he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and I get out of his way and let him do it. And uh, then Idris is with him. Idris is a dear brother. Um, you know, I always say it Azerbaijan, but it's uh, Azer- Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Well, you, you said it differently. How do you
1: pronounce it? I make mistake, you know, just when I say Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Azerbaijan,
0: okay, his home. And um, and so I've had the privilege of being there many, many times. I'm, I was supposed to be there in a couple of weeks. Uh, we we do a missions conference, uh, not a missions conference, a church planners conference four times a year. And I have the privilege to do the one in November. Uh, you probably have heard about Mary. Uh, Mary was at the lake house Uh, just doing work. She's always doing a project. And the dogs were barking. I was here in Columbia. The dogs were barking. She went out in the backyard because this is the time of year that copperheads start squirreling around and and she wanted to make sure there wasn't a copperhead back there. Like, what is she going to do about that? But she goes back there and there's an armadillo in the backyard. And so she's trying to shoo it out of the backyard and the thing started coming at her and she'd never encountered an armadillo before, and when it came at her, she jumped back, and she landed wrong on her on her foot, and she just shattered her ankle. I mean, she broke every every bone in there. I'm so thankful, uh, Barnaby Dedman's a trauma orthopedic surgeon that's in our church. So um, Mary fortunately had her cell phone with her. She called 911, and the uh, ambulance team is just right down the road from the lake house. They were there in less than 10 minutes, and then she calls me and uh, I was here at the office. I immediately got in the car because it's gonna take two hours to get there and uh, a dear friend of ours lives up there as well, and she got to the hospital pretty quick and I got into the I got into the hospital. I don't I don't ever do this, but the hospital was packed. The waiting the waiting room was packed. The ER was packed and they just don't let you go back into the back. you know. They just don't. And, and so I said, I'm gonna to get to Mary. So I just walked up to the desk and I said, hey, I'm Dr. Brock, you need to get me to my wife. And uh, they said, yes, sir, come on, this way. They never asked me what kind of doctor I was, and I wasn't gonna offer it, but I was gonna use it. And so they got me right back to Mary, and uh, so I'm very thankful for that. And so I got to be there with her, and, uh, and they started working on her. And they were so busy, a, a, medical, a, a, a medical doctor hadn't seen her yet, but some other people were working with her, and she was, I mean, she was screaming bloody murder, kind of like when she yells at me. I mean, she was in serious pain, and I, my heart was just breaking. I can handle anybody in the hospital except my family. You know, I can deal with any situation except when it's my family. So I was thankful that a dear friend was there with us. And, uh, and they, you know, she was in such pain and I wasn't sure about what they were getting ready to do. So I got on the phone with Barnaby, our trauma surgeon. Unfortunately, he, was, he wasn't in surgery and he answered. I said, Barnaby, I said, I need you to talk to these guys up here. He said, yep, put them on the phone. He talked to them. And they told him what they were getting ready to do. And he said, nope, don't do that. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to stabilize it. Here's how I want you to wrap it. And then I want you to get her to me. I've already scheduled surgery for her. We're going to operate her on her here. So God was very, very good. I think Barnaby had to put 12 screws in her ankle and a plate in her ankle. And uh, I mean, I'm in pain. (laughs) Seeing her in pain. And so... But immediately, my daughter, first thing that came to her mind once she knew that Mary was okay, was to find an armadillo shirt and have it sent to her, you know, respect the armadillo. And and then somebody else sent an armadillo shirt, someone sent a stuffed armadillo, somebody sent uh, socks with armadillos on it, somebody, I don't know, who makes this, uh, it says adult coloring book about armadillos. And it's a big old thick coloring book for armadillas for adults. Now who does that? But they found it and they sent it to us. So we're getting all this armadillo stuff. So anyway, uh, I always give my wife veto power about my decisions. And I said, Mary, I'm getting rent. you know, I'm supposed to go to Azerbaijan. She said, Don, I don't want you to go. That's all she had to say. I said, All right. So uh, not gonna be able to go, but we've re- rescheduled gonna be there in February. And uh, so I'm thankful, uh, so thank you for your prayer for Mary. She goes back to Barnaby on Wednesday, going to take the staples out and, uh, and, and put a hard cast on that. But the deal is, Mary cannot walk for like three months, I'll put weight on that foot. She cannot drive for three months. That's, that's going to be hard on her, which makes it hard on me. <laughs> and it's all about me, right? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Do pray for Mary. Because she is not one to sit still she just she 's not that person, and so just pray for her for a complete recovery and she appreciates the way you 've loved on her and cared for her and uh, so i 'm very thankful the way the church family has reached out to her so gateway we are we are a global thinking church, a kingdom minded church and and so i 'm thankful for what God allows us to be a part of. And I've asked Ken to just come and share with you s- some specifics about what God is allowing us to do and to be a part of. And this is to help you to know how to pray as we see what God is up to. And, uh, and Ken, Bill was speaking in Brazil. Ken's from Brazil, his dad's Japanese, his mom's Brazilian, he married an American. So he's truly our international guy. I'm confused. And, and I'm to- <laughs> totally confused. And uh, Ken, Bill was speaking in Brazil, Ken was 17, and he was already a believer, <clears throat> but the message, that's when God called him in that message to, uh, to missions. And, and so now here he is, and Bill started mentoring him, and so now here, here he is leading this international ministry, started as a 17-year-old kid who heard a message about what God was up to, and he yielded to that call. So that's, that's pretty cool to hear that story. So Ken, you come and you share um, about what God is up to. Sure. So will you welcome Ken?
2: Thank you Pastor Don.
0: Everybody. Thank you.
2: Good morning everybody, it's good to be here uh, once again. And uh, thank you Pastor for your love, for, for the Kingdom Crossover Global, your service, and thank you to the church for sharing some of his time to uh, as he lead uh, our, our team, chair our board. Uh, very, very, very grateful. Um, you know, when we think about the, the work that God is doing around the world, the, the kingdom advancement, you know, for us a lot of times is what we're trying to do is plant trees, starting a brand new tree in the middle of the desert. And I'm going to give you just a little bit of... of more details in, in the vision, and we're trying to accomplish some, some reporting because this church has been a partner in prayer financially uh, with Crossover Globe for years. So I, I wanna give you quickly some report that makes you feel part of it as I share it. So it's not about us, it's about what we together as a team have seen the Lord accomplishing in the middle of unreached people groups. So let me, let me start it this way. I don't know if you knew this, but 42% of the world's population today have little or limited or no access to the good news of Jesus Christ at all. That's about over three billion peoples in the world that it's not that they have rejected the good news of Christ, they have never heard that Christ came. That's 42% of the world's population. There's a map right here that It allows us just to see, you know, physically where they are geographically. Each one of those red dots in this map represents a people group. A people group is is a, a, a group of peoples who speak the same language, have the same culture, and has the same political history. And each one of those red dots represents a different type of people, which means we have to cross into that people group and learn their language, culture, so that the gospel can be communicated among them. So for years, Crossover Global has put us in measurements, and we're not trying to measure God. We're measuring ourselves. We're putting ourselves into high accountability, put our team focused to accomplish, and in 2019, this church here it's been part for years, allow us to see a cumulative total of 2,000 churches planted among those unreached people groups. And as that, that, that phase of ministry, that goal got accomplished, we quickly moved to Lord, what is our next phase? And we call mission impact. And we're saying, Lord, would you use us to do twice with the least amount of time, by 2024, to see 4,000 brand new churches planted. So as, a, as, a, as we're moving towards that to date, we have, as an organization, since 2020, baptized over 11,000 Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, and they're coming to Christ. Now, you have to evangelize, praise God, that's right. And, and thank you, right? I mean, we we're in this together. We have to evangelize in order to get bodies of believers. Right now, just think about this. We are able to evangelize the entire world and never plant any churches, but we cannot plant churches without evangelizing. And the numbers of baptism allow us to see that taking place. And as we put them in communities of believers, as of today, we have started over 1300 churches since 2020, even with COVID, you know, it reminds me, when you think about those numbers, the promise that Jesus made that he said, I will build my church and nothing's going to stop. It. The gates of hell will not stop. It. There's no COVID, no political, no Islamic, no Hindu countries. Nothing will stop the promise that Jesus made. Now, if I just show one more slide, I hope we're not getting confused in this, first Two church, first 2,000 churches plus the current vision. When we put those numbers together, right, seeing or hoping a total of 6,000 churches planted among those people groups, we are right now about a little halfway through that goal with over 3,300 churches planted among Hindus, Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, animists around the world. And you are a big, big part of that. Now, we are in many countries, uh, there are 34 different countries around the world. And I wanna just quickly introduce to you, I have, right here in this corner right here, I just realized now, I, this pastor may be the first time that you have that many Brazilians in the house. If, if you're from Brazil with Crossover Glue, would you stand up? All right? All of them are Brazilians. And, uh, And then we have Murad and and Pastor Murad, Pastor uh, Orhan. They're from Azerbaijan. Uh, And before I pass the word back to Pastor Don, God is doing something unprecedented. The first 12 centuries of Islam have seen some people come to Christ. But the last 20 years of this current century, as more Muslims come, came to Christ than the first 12th century put together. And what you're gonna hear tonight in the middle of persecution, Islamic context, you will hear what God is doing in the country called Azerbaijan, that about eight years ago, this is an important as you hear what God is doing there, eight years ago, Azerbaijan was in the top 50 most a country in the world. And you, it is incredible to see and you are much part of this. So thank you, Gateway and thank you, Pastor Don.
0: About what's happening and what God is doing is amazing. And uh, Azerbaijan, we're so thankful for Idris. Idris and I met and we just connected we just really connected and i said "God's god really put it on my heart you know to do things with this man because i believed in him i believe in him and what god is doing i'm very grateful for this and the doors god has shown a lot of blessing uh and favor on idris and we we want to take advantage of that because we never know when the doors are going to shut and um so here we are in a muslim country and on my first trip there, Idris asked me if I would meet with the government official who was over all the religion in the country. Nothing happens religiously without his approval. And so we had a very formal meeting in a big meeting room, a huge table. You know, I was sitting on one side with uh, my interpreter and Idris, and he was sitting on his side with his interpreter. And uh, and I and, and God just. Does things. I started talking to the interpreter and I said, your English is amazing. Where'd you go to school? And he said, I went to school here. And I said, oh, I went to school right down the road from you. And so we got to talking about things and made a connection there. Plus, I know how guys think, especially government guys. And uh, so I talked to Idris. I said, I'm going to put an award together from Gateway to this guy. And so we made this big old award that had his name engraved in a big old glass thing that we had made. And, and it said, Gateway Baptist Church recognizes, and we put the guy's name on it, for his leadership. And that was his award. <laughs> he was being recognized by Gateway for his leadership. And, and so we presented that to him. And, uh, and he, you know, while he was standing there holding it, he said to me, he said, Is there anything I can do for you? Well, now that you asked, I have one favor. He said, what's that? I said, I would love for you to register Idris's church. And that's never been done before. And no Christian church ever. And he said, yeah, we can do that, as he's holding his award. And uh, he said, yeah, we'll make that happen. And so they registered your church, and then, and Gateway sponsored that. We wrote an official letter through the Secretary of State of South Carolina and had their seal on it uh, to their government. And then we registered another church, uh, our brother here, his church. And uh, that's that was amazing. So God has allowed, has shown a lot of favor with that. And we're th- very, very thankful for that to the point that when did we have the Christmas? Three years ago? Three years ago, the government guy contacted Idris and said, hey, it's okay with us if you have a public Christmas celebration, a Christian celebration, which unbelievable, unbelievable. And uh, so I had the privilege of being there for the first ever in the history of, under that government, uh, a Christian celebration of Christ's coming. And a lot, over a thousand people came and the gospel was presented. A lot of the government officials came representing the government. I sat with them and talked to them through the, through the uh, opportunity and God just showed up. It was amazing. When the gospel was presented, you know, a lot of the Muslims walked out because that's what they're supposed to do, but a lot of them stayed, and they heard a clear message. Well, you're gonna you're gonna get to hear now from the guy that God has touched his shoulder with this mantle of leadership uh, in this Muslim country, and on things he's doing, and and for, and you're gonna hear how he prayed to receive Christ. So you'll hear his story as well. So Idris, you come. Will you welcome Idris to Gateway? Thank you, Pastor Don. I love you, I, love you. I,
1: love you. I love you. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Don. And it's not just Pastor Don welcome us. He make a place in his heart for us. And now it's the heart of your church. It's your heart. And when it's a Pastor Don coming to Azerbaijan, he's doing his best to make a access for gospel in government level and for people. For that reason, provide the training, help our uh, people to understand Bible well because we all first generation of Christians in our country. And myself and two other pastors, were first generation and everything new for us. And I was a farmer Muslim, I practiced Muslim all my life, and by the God's grace I saved. This is what exactly as our organization want to do, we are seeking for lost. Like in the Gospel of John nineteen ten say, Jesus came to seeking lost and save them. This is what we do in Africa, in Middle East, in Central Asia, in Siberia, and in Asia. We're seeking for lost people to save them. And I want to show some pictures, what God do in personal level. It's a God saved my life. I was lost and He changed my life when I'd been in bed and slept. He came to my dream, He appeared, and he called me, followed me. I have a job among my friends, I say, I bet as a, I went to the bed as a Muslim, I wake up as a Christian. <laughs> and at first, when I wake up, it's the first word that came to my mind, first time in my life, you need a church. I need to find the definition of the church, what the church, and how I can find the church. And for me, it takes several weeks to find the church because in my country and country like my country, Muslim countries, it's uh, not easily find the church. It's uh, not access to the church. I need a several weeks. After several weeks, I joined to the church and I have a picture in the behind. It's a lady, she was uh, six years old, she played on the ground, and when lady passed, I think she was an American lady because she gave her Bible for kids on English language. Gave her the Bible and left. And she needed time to learn English and read Bible for kids. And she accepted Jesus when she was six years old. And her testimony, she need another 12 year to make a connection to the church. When she became 18 years old, she found the church and joined the community. This is, this is what's reality in the Muslim world, when it's uh, no access to the gospel and not easy to find the church. And if we gather all Christians in my country, it will fill into this room. Yeah, and we need, we need a, your supporting, we need a, your prayer, what you're doing to make access gospel in our countries. And it's a, on the next picture, it's a man who's the first time came to the church. It's a church in my house, it's a house church, and he came with a military uniform. I think it's a military guy, but actually he's not. And when he came in, he not came to hear the gospel, he came to fight against us. He came to argue. He said, I prepare myself to fight against a Christian. For that reason, he used the uniform, just be a military, just attend to the war against a Christian. I say, You are welcome. We're welcome into our church, and we start to talk because we make a fellowship and we prayed to them before, and you know, he immediately said, Jesus, he came to argue, he came to the fight, but when he see, we are not arguing to him, we love him, because the Jesus love him, and his life will change. Now he preach a gospel, what he want and desire to persecute. Praise the Lord. Yeah? It's another lady, and She's on the picture, she's a baptized. She first came to the church, in our house church, and she said first we came in and she said, I hate Christian, I hate the Jews. Okay. You know, she's coming to argue with us. And she came and said, I hate you because you become a Christian. Because in our churches, it's all Christian, it's a Muslim background. And the people know that. And when they came the first time, they want to fight with us. Because we have betrayed our faith. And we take, for her, they take it take several weeks to conversation, meet and talk. And then she accepted Jesus and she baptized. And you know, her desire, her desire she said, all my life, I hate Jewish people. But now I want to move to Israel. And rest my life to serve that nation. This is a transformation what the God does in their life. And we see it every day. It happens every day when the God change their lives. And in the last picture, it's a lady. When she came to the church, she was fully covered as a Muslim lady. And she came to the church because her sister accepted Jesus. And she hated him. And she came to the church to argue with us and just argue why you convert my sister. And she came with full coverage. She came with the carpet, you know, Muslim car- uh, carrying the carpet, put on the floor, and pray on their own carpets. And she said, I want to pray in your church. And my wife was at that time in the church. And she said, you are welcome to do that. Let's go and pre- make your prayer. But before you prayer, could we talk? And they have a cup of the tea. We love drinking tea in Azerbaijan. And they have a cup of tea and drink and talk. And you know, she said Jesus. When I came here, I asked her, could you send me your picture with your full covering? I want to put the two-year picture in present time picture and previous picture. But her answer just deeply touched my heart. And she said, that person died. I am a new person in Jesus. And her desire to serve to kids, this is what she's doing now, to help the kids to have a Bible study, to know the Jesus well and walking with the Jesus. This is what God's doing in our country, a country like Azerbaijan. God just make a transformation. God seeking for lost to save them. And this is what we do, and this is what we do together because you pray and supporting this minister. And I want to call my dear brother Murad. He's our worship leader and he's a church planter. He's planting church in Iran. He's traveling there. He takes gospel there. I want to say we have 27 churches in Iran. Is the people accept gospel in Iran. And he's still doing this work. And this is his worship song, what he wrote. And he has a drug addiction, long time. And it's a, when it said Jesus saved him, he was a clean. He ran away back to home, shared first to his father, and said, Dad, Jesus saved my life. It's not just saved me physically, I said, I am a clean. I don't have a drug addiction at all. And his father said, I prefer you be a drug user than me become a Christian. And after that, there's a tribulation happen in his life when it's a friend and family persecute him. And he wrote this worship music and say, this is a not just only simple man. He's a Jesus. And you will hear this word, Isa. Isa is him in Jesus. He said, he's a saver. He's a Lord. He saved my life. He's a fool of the life who has changed my life.
3: Bir abim baş adediler aspadeş, diler aspadeş. Onu dünya yakıştan hayır ona mı Peyğəmbəri deyir O sevgidir Mərhəmətdir Mənim Rəbim Eşid dünya Sən Hem başlangıç Hem de sondur Onun adı İsa Onun adı İsa Onun adı İsa'dır İsa Onun adı İsa, İsa, İsa Onun adı İsa Onun adı İsa Onun adı İsa'dır İsa Onun adı İsa
0: Praise God. Thank you for, thank you for that. Um, he is the pastor, not only a worship leader, but he's also the pastor of the second church that Gateway sponsored that was registered in the country. And Ronald Flynn, our executive pastor, and I were there in February teaching. And on Sunday, we were able to go to his church for the worship. And he had, and it meets in his home, and it's a beautiful home. And as we were showing, as he was showing us his home, and I said, I love your home. He said, well, this is, uh, this is the church. I said, I said, well, yeah, you let the church meet here. He said, no, I gave it to the church. It legally is theirs. I legally gave it to the church. Wow. I mean, what a commitment to do something like that. Well, I want us to have an opportunity to pray for these three brothers, and I want to, just for what God is doing, and I've asked Bill Jones uh, to come and lead us in that prayer, and, uh, and I, I don't know, Bill, how you handle it emotionally when God gave you a vision 35 years ago, and then you see numbers like this of 11,000 baptisms, uh, for 3,000 churches planted, and so we're thankful that you were obedient to the vision God put in your heart.
4: Well, how have been handling it, I've been crying over there, so. <laughs> yeah. So you guys come on over here. Yes, we're going yes.
0: Bill's gonna lead a prayer for you three
4: guys. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much that you are a loving God, that you love the nations, Lord, you love us, and, and, and we tend, like John, Don was joking about, we, we tend to think it's all about us, but it's not all about us, it's all about you, and you love not only us, but you love the nations, and Father, thank you how you've put a vision in this church, Lord, through our leadership, through Don and through Ronald, but yet through the whole church, you've called us to serve you by reaching the nations with the glorious good news of Jesus Christ, your Son. And Father God, we want to take that message to the ends of the earth, to those, that 42% who have not heard because there's no access. There's nobody there to tell them that they can be different. They can be forgiven. They can be filled with you and they can, they can have the free gift of eternal life. So Father God, would you... Would you use this church? Would you bless us like Psalm 67, 1 and 2? God, be gracious to us and bless us and cause your face to shine upon us so that thy way may be known on the earth, thy salvation among all nations. And Father, we pray that, that you would bless these up here, Murad, and Idris, and Orhan, Lord, the, the rest of the team that's coming today and, and tomorrow. And to be here for some training and some planning. Father, that you would use them. That you would empower them. That you would provide for them. That you would protect them. Father God, uh, just three weeks ago, we lost two of our dear, precious leaders. Uh, they lost their lives and martyrdom because they, they were paying the full price to see you glorified in a country that's never had the gospel in 2,000 years. So, Father, it's it's just different. And we get so used to church over here. Father, make us followers of Jesus, not cultural Christians. Father, may may we do everything we can as part of the team, the global team, to see Christ made famous. So, Father God, we thank you for your love. We beseech your power. We intercede for your protection. Father, we pray that we'll see great, fruit reaped in the days weeks months and years to come all for your glory in the name of your son we pray amen